brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are live. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 172 of the All Dolphins podcast. We are live here on Saturday, December 23rd. 2023 and yes we're what hola como esta oh look at you bring up bonjour bonjour tout le monde ça va oh oh come on on. you're gonna hit me with french gotta play that card absolutely french canadian no less Uh, all right okay let me try try the french from paris yeah no no thank you not in the least bonjour tout le monde the only french thing i know how to say yeah i hope you know what it means I'm going to assume you know what it means. Do you want to sleep with me? Tonight, correct. Tonight. Do you, oh, damn. That doesn't work with men. Hmm, my bad. No, correct. That's why, yeah, no, that's why I said no, thank you. Tempting you offer. another French saying. Où sont les toilettes? What about, what about toilets? Toilette. Where are the bathrooms? <laughs> okay. Look at okay. me. I so on that French. note, on that note, as I was saying, uh, due to the overwhelming majority of responses still in favor of the looking backs and the historical stuff. No. We're, we're Are gonna we really going to continue to do that in the 200s? We're, we're going to find something. People like their Dolphins history, and that's what I'm here for because I'm old. And <laughs> I have said this before. The first NFL game I ever saw was Christmas Day 1971 at my grandfather's house, Dolphins Chiefs. Double overtime, Dolphins win 27-24 in the longest game in NFL history. Hold on, wait a minute. The the Dolphins-Titans game wasn't the longest in NFL history? That was the longest in in terms of time span. In terms of actual game time, it's still Dolphins-Chiefs 1971. 27-24, double overtime. Gary Premin wins it. Sends the Dolphins to the AFC Championship game. They beat Baltimore 21-0, and then they get smoked by Dallas in the Super Bowl. Today, uh, number 72, I'm going to skip that today because I feel like it. Yes. Instead, we did – I forgot I had my list here. Bob Hines, member of the 72 Dolphins. We we did that the first time go around. I could mention Ryan Ely. I could mention Vernon Carey. However, I'm going to do it. On this date in Dolphin history, December 23rd, 1973, in the first round of the playoffs, yes, he plays the Dolphins, spanked the Cincinnati Bengals, 34 to 16 on their way to Super Bowl title number two. And I'm going to bring it up to make my point once again, as much as it might offend some of those who look at seven and no perfect season, nobody else has ever done it, that I will still stand to this day from my memory, from the historical research I've done, the 73 team actually was better than the 72 team. And my last point of argument to the judges in the playoffs in 72, the Dolphins, Beat Cleveland by six, 
game they didn't clinch until a late interception. They won the AFC Championship game by four, and they won the Super Bowl by seven, albeit partly due to that Garrow gap. In 73, the Dolphins won their playoff games by 18, 17, and 17. That's domination. So, okay. I have no opinion on either because I never saw them play. It's all good. I, I saw it. And, the, and to be perfectly blunt, the 1973 Super Bowl at the end of that season was insanely boring. It was great if you were a Dolphins fan because they just routed. But I think Bob Greasy might have thrown seven passes the entire game. It was Zonka, Zonka, kick, a little bit of Morris, Zonka, 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 and then smother the Vikings offense. It was boring, but it was a methodical domination. Mm -hmm. so, speaking about methodical domination. Nice uh, segue. I like it. Yeah. I, I, I've done radio for a year or a decade. Um, yes. Speaking about methodical domination, I think that this week of NFL games is the best week of NFL games on the entire schedule, just because of primarily the two absolute haymakers of games, which is woo, um, San Francisco, Baltimore. And, you know, it's funny that we bring this and then Dolphins, Miami. So I, I, I cut to the chase. You mean Dolphins, Dallas? Yes, Dolphins, Dallas. Dolphins, Miami would be a hell of a game, actually. Their offense versus defense, that would be a good game. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I didn't realize this, that the Ravens are playing Monday night in San Francisco. Not only will they lose one day of rest, but they'll lose two days of rest because, okay, when you play Monday night, that your body has one less day to recover. Then when you do a cross-continent trip, your body has one less day because you're flying six hours. It's three hours check-in, flying six, seven hours, three hours check-out. Maybe you sleep the whole next day. So already, Tuesday's gone. Wednesday's your day off. Walked, they might claim Tuesday to be their day off, which is, come on, you, you, you don't even have... Your body starts to recover on Wednesday. Now, generally, I'm told it takes at least four days for your body to recover from an NFL game, which is the equivalent of actually being in a car wreck. Um, so you're going to begin practice for the week for the Miami Dolphins on Thursday in terms of teaching players the game plan, installation, things of that nature. Practice on Friday, just like the Miami Dolphins did for their one practice that they had against um, for, for the Jets. Walk through on Saturday. Man. And, and then, mind you, your body generally before kickoff has four days to recover, which is ju just the bar of what your body needs. Not Because understand, when you play on Sunday, you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to recover. Friday, you're feeling like yourself. Saturday, you're feeling great. Sunday, you put your car, your body through the car wreck again. So you're saying the Dolphins are going to win because Baltimore's playing Monday night. And keep in mind. Whoa, that, wait, what were you saying? No, I'm not saying that. No, okay. don't, don't try to trap me. Don't, 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 don't you can't, it's it's you're telling me. You can't, you can't do what I do. Oh. <laughs> I'm learning from you, Omar. I'm learning. Um, what, what I am saying is, and keep in mind, you know styles of football. You, you, you're you an educated man. You know styles of football. And you know there are certain teams that I like primarily because they play the style of football I like. 
49ers, Ravens, Steelers, Tennessee. And those are the teams that play that. I'm going to punch you in the mouth you, and just keep punching you until you quit. And so two of those teams are going up against each other. Like there will be bodies on the floor. And possibly. Like you might be walking into a ideal situation if you're the Miami Dolphins, even though it's a road game. Only way it could potentially be better is if it was a home game. Completely agree with the point that if the Dolphins were going to play at Baltimore, which is what they had to do based on the schedule, it could not fall better for them facing them after they play the, the 49ers on the Monday night game. Completely agree with you. However, because uh, there's with me, there's always a however. I, I think the stats used to be, it used to be a, a, a gambling tip that you would always go against a, a, a road team coming off a Monday night game. <clears throat> going through puberty here, sorry. Um, in this particular case, we're looking at the Ravens being at home. And yes, they have to do the cross-country travel. And is it a little benefit to the offense? Absolutely. Will it make the difference between a win or a loss? And and I don't the other thing too is I don't know if I if San Francisco offensively is is more about misdirection and all that good stuff, kind of like the Dolphins line. Look at what they do offensively. So a whole lot of misdirection, more so than okay, we're here, you're there, we're coming straight at you. Like Tennessee, like Baltimore. Tennessee. You watch Trent Williams play? Yeah, I have watched and I've watched the 49ers play, and I'm speaking not from my butt in this particular instance, but actually because that's what they do. They're about misdirection and deception and all that. Where you know what they what they try to do also, and this is a genius concept that for some reason escapes some offensive coordinators. They try to get their players in space. Imagine oh, that. Come on. The Dolphins try to get their players in space. Hey, Omar, hey, hey. Omar, I'm being I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, hear, yeah. I hear analysts talk about that. Like, no, you want to throw in traffic. Anyway, um, Devontae Parker wants you to throw in traffic. Well, he's got no choice anyway because he doesn't create any space. Oops, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he does bring it down though. Oh, he's an excellent uh, Chris Carter was kind of like that. I'm like, although Chris Car- Carter was a much better route runner, but his forte was catching the ball in traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are as we're. We're live, and it's about 1.41, so we don't have the Saturday roster moves. I wouldn't expect anything overly dramatic in terms Ethan of – Ethan Bonner, and I'm going to go – Quad elevations. And I'm going to go with um, – sorry. Ethan Bonner, and we'll go there. While, while Omar tends to some business here, I will go ahead and look at some of these. Brandon Marshall catching in traffic was his jam. Um, yeah, I'll go along with that. That's fine. Devontae Parker, Sammy Parker. Okay. Oh, that's funny. Devontae Parker, Sammy Parker, LOL. The good one, Sam. That was a reference to one of the national talk show hosts, the conversation between Shannon Sharp and Dan Orlovsky, where they were talking about the fact that Tua had nobody to throw to until Tyreek showed up where Dan Orlovsky was on the side of two and Dan Orlovsky was wrong. Actually, when he said 
when he, I think he argued about Jalen Waddle not being on the team before Tyreek showed up. Wrong, Tyreek. Jalen Waddle showed up in 2021. Um, and Tyreek, of course, showed up in 2022. And somebody called uh, Devontae Sammy Parker. I don't know if it was Shannon Sharper. I think it was Shannon Sharp who did. So let's look at some of these other questions. Uh, from Fa-N, Fa how was Rashad Jones' tenure here in Miami in the media's eyes? One of my favorite players to watch. Um, that's an interesting question. I think some of us, and Omar and I, I think are among the two, probably would give the most respect to his performance uh, with the Dolphins during the 2010s. To me, he's clearly either the second best or third best Dolphin players in that decade behind Cameron Wake was a clear number one, and then Mike Pouncey would be there along with Rashad Jones. Uh, where, As far as did Rashad get his full due from everybody in the media down here? I don't know. But I know us two right here, the two guys right no, here. No, everybody wanted Devontae Parker to play ahead of him. And every – Omar, Omar, we're talking Rashad Jones here. Rashad, oh, Rashad Jones. I thought you meant Rashad Matthews. My bad. Um. No, the question you have the question there was how is how is Rashad Jones' tenure viewed in the eyes of the Miami media? Um, you want the truth? No, lie. Go ahead and lie. This is going to be the lying episode. Um, lie. Nobody gave Rashad the respect he deserves. Who, who gave who gave Rashad the respect he deserves? I think you and I did. Yeah, that's about it. And everybody, when he had the feud during the Gase era, defensive quarter's name escapes me. He's now defensive coordinator for Houston. Um, you, Matt you know, Burke. Matt, oh, I love Matt Burke. Yeah. When he had the – was it Matt Burke that he had the feud with? That part I don't remember. I think it was. Um, where he had the feud with a defensive coordinator and basically – told him he's not going back in the game. Um what what player what fans don't realize that that is what people will like cement Rashad's career with along with him making, you know, game changing plays or 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 impact plays. Um but Rashad wasn't the media darling. He wasn't the oh we're going to sell the franchise with Rashad because Rashad was a little bit um Mm. Hood. What's the word? Hood. Bold. Brash. Bold. Okay. 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 Um, Rashad. Rashad was a little bit selfish. He was. Um, and I think I think I think I'm sorry. And I know this is uh probably gonna upset some hardcore dolphin fans who think all this team bullshit is real. Um, but in this league to be successful and to have longevity and to get your money, um, you have to be selfish. I promise you, Mike McDaniels is going to selfishly shake down Steve Ross for a contract extension at the end of the season. And if, if, it, if it goes well, without question. Oh, he's going to do it no matter what. Okay, I, I can't help myself, Omar. You know me. Shelby Jordan. Tua had Parker to throw to. Laugh, 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 laugh. Go, Shelby, go back and look at the tape from 2019 and tell me Devontae Parker was garbage. Guys, stop with that garbage, please. 
Tavante Parker was not garbage. He wouldn't still be a starter in the NFL if he was. If he was, what Devontae Parker wasn't was a good route runner, and he's never been a good route runner. Yeah, second and, half of 2019, he was balling. Second half of 2019. Okay, I don't remember that, but okay, I'll, I'll again, be, go look it up before you make comments like that. So 2019. Oh, with with yeah, um with, with, with Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, I'll take your word for it. it. There was one year he was really good. I can't remember which year it was, but was it 2019? It was 2019. Trust Uncle Al. I'm going to pull a poopard. Go ahead. Continue. Up? Go ahead. Hold on. Ryan Laporto, thank you. Sponsoring a movie night where Poop and Omar get together and watch A Few Good Men and The Last Dragon. Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> 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 oh, um, I. A Few Good Men used to be a movie that I would actually watch when it came on television. You know, back in the days when you didn't have cable and there wasn't 2,000 channels, when you had eight channels. Yes. And, and you know, things came on TV on a regular basis. And when it, it's like Shawshank Redemption. You just watch it over and over and over and over again. Um, <clears throat> you're right. 2019 was the year he balled. 1,200 yards. 1,202 yards. Nine touchdowns. And you know why he balled now that you make me remember it? Um, that's because Ryan Fitzpatrick had no problem throwing into traffic. Zero. Correct. Like, yeah, he 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 had he had brass balls. He had zero oh, problem throwing, in, well, throwing into traffic. Spare me what they you never had receivers. I, I I yeah, but I think I think he was hurt to his first year. I think he was hurt. You know, Devontae, come on, he was always hurt it's a good guess regardless yeah Uh, yeah no matter what season it is it's a good guess that he was hurt that that year um and this is a case of somebody maximizing his receivers talents and like it or not in his first couple of years Tua wouldn't be throwing into traffic 50 50 balls yeah two absolutely want to do that so he wasn't throwing into traffic now i don't think so uh, I think he's a little bit more inclined. So this isn't a case of the receiver sucks. It's a receiver. Of, uh, it's a case maybe of the QB receiver tandem not being a good fit. Yes. No, it was not a Q, good QB receiver tandem. I thought it would be. It was not. And that's part of the reason why I learned that Devontae was a horrible route runner. Like Tua needs you to run your good routes and do your assignment. Devontae was all over the place. Devontae is like, I'm going to be over there just to throw it and I'll, I'll catch Just throw it. it. Guy, will be all, guy will be draped all over me. Just throw it. I'll get you the PI or the reception. Like, yeah. And, hey, it worked It worked for him. He's still in the league. Is he Is he close to – let me see what he's close to. Oh. Devontae. Devontae is at – is four receptions away from 400 receptions. He scored 27 touchdowns. And he's been in the league for – Nine seasons now. Correct. Uh, next year, which he'll more than likely play, will be his tenth season in the NFL. And I are, I say this to Dolphin fans all the time, especially in the Ted Dean argument. If a guy hits double digits in his career, I don't care what he does. He could be Justin Bethel, where he's a twelve-year special teams career player. If he hits ten years double digits, he's had a phenomenal career. Whoa. Too much, too much. No, what, 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 what? Too much for me. Phenomenal career. The guy's never made the Pro Bowl, even though the Pro Bowl. Phenomenal career. If you okay. hit double digits, you have had the way this league is structured and made and designed. If you make okay. it double digits, in the spectrum of all college football players aspiring to have an NFL career, sure. In the spectrum of NFL players, if you play ten years but you never 
an impact player or a difference maker, which I would argue Parker was in the second half of 2019. Phenomenal is too strong for me. I bring up Eric over here because you share the my son's first name, Princess Bride, and it says, I'm going to say this and duck, insanely overrated movie. Okay, I said it. I don't even know if I've ever watched it. I, everybody told me just how awesome it was. I, was, I watched it and I was like, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, Let's go. Go ahead. What's the reason? What would be the reasons we win or lose the game? Um, I'm going to start off by saying turnovers are the reason that you lose the game. Um, I'm going to say Austin Jackson not being at, not being in there, and then uh, Micah Parsons just absolutely wrecking the game would be a factor and a reason why you lose the game. Um, I'm going to say Liam Eikenberg regressing and you having to replace him with Jonathan Harrison, mm-hmm. um, who's now in his second week, um, but, you know, doesn't necessarily have chemistry with Tua or understand your offense. That could be the reason why you lose the game or the secondary just gets carved up by Dak Prescott, who is arguably a top five NFL quarterback in the league this year. And the concern there kind of is greater because it probably we're thinking that uh, Javon Allen is not playing. Yeah. No, well, I don't think we're thinking. I think we're pretty certain Javon Allen is not playing. Steven S. Chris Brooks status. He's playing. He's not even on the injury report. He's been activated. So he is playing. And, and they absolutely need him on help on special teams. Don't be surprised if Jeff Wilson is inactive and Chris Brooks isn't, is, is active. And don't think that's because Jeff Wilson is a inferior back to Chris Brooks, even though somebody on this podcast might believe that. Um, but ooh, ooh. his name rhymes with scoop. <laughs> um, I will say this. Uh, Chris Brooks is definitely needed on special teams. He will be playing because special teams has the fact that all these starters are, are all these Special teams guys are now in starting roles um, or prominent roles means your special teams gets watered down. Chris Books is is going to inject life into that unit. Completely agree. And no, I'm not at the point where I'd say Chris Brooks is better than Jeff Wilson. I, I think he's got what? I think he might have more upside. Uh, the other factor, too, is that let's not pretend like the running game now is not most hurt in HM. And that's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, Jeff Wilson's gotten like a little sprinkle of carries the last. He's got like what three carries the last two weeks. Yeah. See, uh, I say these things that poop is going to look them up. Do you see how this works? You see how this relationship works? I'm sorry, what happened? I missed it. I said, I say, I say these things knowing that poop is going to look it up. I'm going to look uh, what up. How many carries Jeff Wilson's had the last two weeks? Oh no, no, I'm not going to look it up. I do know. I don't know for a fact. It's it's very, very few. And you're not going to look it up. No, I don't feel like it. Julian or Julian, I don't know how you pronounce it. Sorry. Uh, what will it take for Poupart to love to? I love to already. It's just some of his irrational fans I don't like. You guys, you guys are not never understanding this. Have have nothing. Zero. What will it take for you to say he's elite? Tua, Tua is an elite quarterback and deserves a fifty million dollar con- a year contract. Omar, how about you answer that? Omar, you you already answered that question and you said he's not elite yet because he I, has. I, I, yes. Yes. What Same will it take for you to say Tua is elite 
Same and here. Huh? Same here. Finish out the season like the MVP caliber player you were through most of the season. Now when it's crunch time, it's, it's been not just that for me. I need playoff wins. I need at least one. Uno. But again, and for me, it's not about he could completely ball out in a playoff game and they lose because the running back fumbles twice or the defense has a bad day. That, to me, would All not right. take anything away from Tua. Mm-hmm. I need to see a an elite performance from the quarterback position. The closest he's come. Again, at this time of year, the closest he's come is Buffalo last year. In the loss? Where he played well, except okay. that the Dolphins had the ball. Six minutes left in a tie in a tie game. They could not go ahead and score. They had to punt. And Josh Allen kept making play after play after play on third down, drove him down the field for the game-winning field goal in the last play of the game. That's elite. Okay. So you need an elite performance. You need him to put his team on his back like a like a book bag and carry them. Don't even need a win. Co- correct. The, the end result it doesn't because you know, you know me, you know me how I feel about wins and losses. And um, I need I don't I don't care what you said. That backpack crap, you can keep it. Give me a win. Give me a playoff win. Okay. So how about for example, Pittsburgh game last Sunday night? Was that a win that you would you you would be proud of too on that one? Remember that Sunday night game last year against Pittsburgh? First game no, back after the, no, no, the, the quarterback like gift wrap that the the well correct the Dolphin defense had three picks and the Steelers dropped about like three picks as well. They won 16 to 10. It's a win. And for those who are like, I, I guess scolded for using a slave to it, but those who are like shackled to win loss to judge, to gauge a quarterback, that's a one and zero for Tua, even though he played like crap. Okay. And and he played to me seven times better in that Buffalo game, and guess what? They they lost because Josh Allen was just over the top. And no, I'm not in love with Josh Allen because I know it's coming. Although I, I do, although I do respect the hell out of his game, and he's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Big arm. Maybe. And he's got a big arm. Yes. Maybe that makes me in love with him. Who knows? Um, Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Uh, glad that you guys are back on the court <laughs> sides. Omar on the. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow we'll be on opposite sides intentionally. I, I never really thought of it as a thing. Like, And I, I, I think it's completely dependent on who creates who- the channel first. I think it's it, it dependent on yeah, it's dependent on who like logs it because literally I could remove both of us and put us back in in the order that people are comfortable with. But you know, uh, but and this podcast is only for you folks, so you know, it, it uh, if you want us on one set side, we'll we'll make it happen. But why why I'm curious as to why is it that it it but it's, it discombobulates a lot of people because I've seen that comment quite a bit. That's funny. Hmm. I, I have no idea. Um, let, let's get to this one. Uh, over the years, some Finns, te- some Finns teams have been road warriors and others want to be home. What do you think the biggest variable is 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 that? Uh, coaching, specific players, or schemes? Um, for this team, the biggest variable is Tua does a lot of stuff at the line and makes a lot of calls at the line and makes a lot of audibles at the line. And that requires you to hear them. That requires him to be able to communicate. And it's not hand signals. He's talking to you. That does not work on the road. And I've said that consistently all season and nobody can. And and it has been admitted to me. And nobody. What? What? I, I know. And, and when they're out of the other, for a lot of people. 
and 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 the Dolphins team knows it it's it's a factor, and and also they like the crowd noise on defense that helps them. So at home you get silence on offense, crowd noise on defense, help help. On the road you get noise on offense, hindrance, and silence uh, and silence for that for the opposing offense on defense, hindrance. So that that explains it now. There have been some Dolphins teams that have been road warriors, and I honestly thought that those teams they 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 just hated their homes, their lives at home, and just were just excited about going on the road. Um, my answer to the question is because you, you want to. I don't know that we can lump in other teams because the other the issues were different, and this is a different team, and this is the most talented team the Dolphins have had. I want to say, yeah, I want to say it ever. Oh, oh no. Uh, Offensively. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. And, 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 and. and. Don't, don't, don't go crazy with the stats. Book still to be written. The 84 team, as it stands right now, was more explosive than this team. Mm, I think I need to see a poopard piece on this. Book still to be written. Okay, let's move on to Nuclear Nick. Thank you very much, Nuclear Nick. Holy crap, Nuclear Nick. Happy holidays to you, my brother. Yes, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Been watching most of this season, but never caught a live until now. Just wanted to show my support for the content. Wish you a Merry Christmas, y'all. My only question is, are the Dolphins winning the Super Bowl by two or three touchdowns? Fins up, baby. If they got to go through San Fran to win the Super Bowl. Omar, seriously? What? Nuclear Nick's generous contribution. It's not three touchdowns, Nick. It's four touchdowns. Come on, man. Oh, okay. We're telling people what they want to hear. I forgot about it. Well, today's the day. Judging by the, by the nature of the question, yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh. 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 That was a joke. Oh. oh okay. I didn't. I think it was a joke, as because uh, it's not going to be I that think, easy. I think they could beat every team in the NFC except for 49ers. Agreed. And. And can we be honest here? Barring barring a major injury, is anybody beating that team? I mean, they're they they're scary. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I have to look at everybody, every team. But I, I I'm not scared of them. I just know nobody's scared. But it's just it's putting putting respect on their name. Okay, as Omar looks like he's about to have another situation, let's. I apologize, folks. I'm watching my toddler, and she she refuses to take her nap at this present. Yes, present hour. Yes, baby, come in. I'll go ahead and answer other questions. I saw I saw one I wanted to answer here. Um, 
no, that's a funny one. I like it. Yeah. Expose had us to say on one side who's wearing it doesn't matter. And now you know what? Now we have the opportunity to do that because Omar. I, now we know Omar has an Expose hat. So very well done. Uh, I saw one here that I wanted to bring up. Uh, and I can't find it. Somebody, there we go. Gabriel saying like he did in Baltimore. Yeah, the only the, the only thing there though that was week two, and we. Sorry, but week two football is not the same as week 16, week 17, week 18 football. It's just not the same. Um, and guess what? That 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 kind of game, you you can look through the annals of NFL history. That kind of game doesn't happen in, in December or January. It flat out doesn't. Uh, Ohio John, we may revisit that when Omar comes back because he was he talked to Ramsey. I could not be there. Can you explain why Fangio feels Ramsey shadowing compromises the defense? Do you think this defense could go to another level if you let him do this? Uh, so my answer on that, and thanks very much for the contribution, John. My answer on that is, again, as somebody who can relate, Fangio is a little bit older, set in his ways, has had a lot of success with his defense and the way he does things. And it may be that he's like, gang, I know what I'm doing. Let me do it my way, and my way is to not shadow. Now, could is it would it compromise the defense if when Ramsey shadows? Not unless there's a stud on the other side who's going to get favorable matchups because of it. And with the Cowboys, the other receivers who I think are a lot better than Omar does, there's nobody anywhere near a CD Lamb. And basically, key number one on defense is don't let CD Lamb beat you. Okay, but here's. Here's my challenge to you on this question and issue, okay? When you have two studs at cornerback on the outside and they're stationary, what does the offensive coordinator do? Okay. Since we've addressed this the last two days, let's make this and try not to repeat the same thing. Let's make this very quick because we've already discussed what you and I would do. Because yes. the answer to your question is they're going to attack the slot. And, and we've already said, established, if X is right, have wherever Lamb lines up, whatever cornerback is on that side, have him shadow him. If he goes in the slot, Ramsey takes him. Uh, question is, again, is, is X close to being right? If close is X is not close to being right or he's going to play at less than 100%, then hell yes, stick Ramsey on him. Oh, stick Ramsey on him the whole game. Yeah, I, I – um... I'm only concerned about when Cater is on him. Now, I can totally agree with you, especially when you don't have 100% X. Um, you, 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 I'm fine with that. And I'm not, And here's my thing. Will it bruise anybody's ego if Jalen shadows and takes him wherever he goes? Um, there's a possibility it could. Now... Do you care about bruise egos if you're Vic Fangio? Not really, because you don't care about any, how anybody else feels about anything. So, but 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 also, I think Vic Fangio does not want because it's not just it's not just about being Cater being attacked. These linebackers are going to be attacked as well, and you know they play a lot of zone. So you could potentially be messing with the integrity of his defense and and the spacing of his defense. Important point to add to that particular point you just made is that the Cowboys have a very productive receiving tight end in Jake Ferguson. Mm -hmm. don't, don't believe he's related to Blake. 
Okay. That's, that's Reed the long snapper from Buffalo. Um, so here, here's my here's my here's my compromise, and we both have said what we would do. Correct. We we would not have Cater defend him Correct. in the nickel. If Lamb is going inside to the slot, then Cater's going outside somewhere else, and I'm putting one of the higher end cornerbacks on Lamb. But how about we have a compromise? And have Ramsey shadow him on third downs and in the red zone. But Sold. I don't believe that Vic compromises, though, which is, I think, part of the issue that we're having here. Except he has shown, remember, this whole thing is like, I don't like blitzing. And all of a sudden, we've been seeing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But understand, that's a compromise. How did you get there? He didn't like twisting and stunting either. Then they started doing it, started having success. How did you get there? You understand because what I'm saying? Evolved, because he, I don't, I don't think, dude, Vic's not stupid enough to be like, okay, this is my defense. This is what's going to be the entire year, and I don't care. I mean, this is part. You remember McDaniel's talked about yesterday about making adjustments throughout the season to the offensive game plan. Well, it works both ways. So I think, and and even Fangio said himself that as the season progresses, he incorporates more things into it. And I, I don't think he's stupid enough to be that stubborn, like. This is my way, damn it. I don't want to shadow, and I'm not going to shadow. I don't care if C.D. Lamb lights me up. I don't like shadowing. <laughs> you I never have, know with Vic. I have too much respect for Vic. Vic, Vic and, likes my hat. is too smart to be. And doing listen, it. and and you, 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 you two are two peas in a pod. So I, yeah, I get, I get where he, you know you're speaking on behalf of him. But that's my thing. If Lamb does light you up, your players are going to light you up. Oh, absolutely. And how about you just be preventative? Say, okay, Ramsey, you want him in. You want him on third downs. You want him in the red zone. He's yours. But every other play, let's stick to what we do. And by the way, Omar, I took great offense at you suggesting I don't have the ability to adapt and adjust. (laughs) This whole podcast is an adaption and an adjustment. I want to humbly apologize to you because you have shown that you are so willing to adapt and adjust. And I thank you for that. Um, Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Okay. MBOT Networks. Poop, what would the playoff scenario be if the Dolphins happen to go 0-3 in these last three games? Ooh, here, come, here it goes. Let's go. You sure your sure name's not Debbie Downer? Wah, wah. Come on, come on, Poop. Give it Hold to him. I know you know. I know you know. Happy holidays. Keep up the great work, gentlemen. Thank you very much, and thanks for the contribution. Here's the thing. There are scenarios, and I haven't broken every single one down with every single permutation. The, the Dolphins go 0-3. They conceivably could be out of the playoffs entirely. If they go 0 and 3, that means they finish 10 and 7. My best guess is, and it comes down to them or Cleveland for that number five spot. Cleveland's currently 9 and 5. Uh, I think Cleveland would wind up winning the conference record tiebreaker, which puts the Dolphins at six, which means they play the three seed. Assuming none of the AFC South teams or the AFC South teams, they get three of them at eight and six. I'm going to assume that it's not going to be the winner plus somebody else, both at 10 and seven. So I'm going to assume the worst the Dolphins would be, would be the sixth seed. Although again, conceivably, if everything goes bad, it could be out. So they would, my best guess is they would be five or six, depending on what Cleveland does. If they're six, they play the three, which in this case, we're assuming Baltimore KC would be one and two. Then you're looking at, but, 
I'm still going to think Buffalo is going to wind up being 11 and six. And then you have the winner of the AFC South, who, which cannot be better than eight and six. So you're looking very possibly at going to Buffalo, which I know Omar would love. Oh my God. So you're telling me. No, again, this is there are a lot of there's massive amounts of permutations because there's so many teams involved. I told but, you, you got to beat your, you. You got to beat your daddy. This is this is a legacy story. You got to beat you got to beat your daddy in order to do what you got to do and achieve what you got to achieve. You're going to have to beat your daddy. And that's all they need to do. They they beat Buffalo and then and nothing else. They, they win the AFC's title. That's all they need to do to win the AFC's title. Um but again, this was a scenario presented as in the event they go one three, which obviously boy, you just ruined my day. Yeah, that would <laughs> kind of see see I, I've I have admitted that I enjoy watching Josh Allen and you you like have this I I, I love I love Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen. I think he's 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 one of the most phenomenal quarterbacks to watch. And I'm sorry, like it's I I didn't make the rules. It's like he, 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 Charles Clay dropped the win for him in his first, the two times he's lost to Miami, Charles Clay dropped the win for him and he ran out of gas the other time uh, on a, on a, on a needing to score a touchdown to win the game. It's, oh, they also left point on the field that, and, and he had maybe one of his worst throws ever. He had a four, like right before the, the butt punt for the safety at a fourth down where he had, I think it was Isaiah McKenzie wide open in the flat and he didn't set his feet and literally bounced it to him. Yeah, um, but they I left mean, point. You remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. I remember that. Uh, Isaiah McKendoo, by the way, has a barbecue restaurant walking distance from my house, who just recently got basically kicked off the Indianapolis Colts. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Him and another player, Tony Adams, I want to say, literally got kicked off the team, suspended, violation of team rules, or conduct detrimental to the team, or some of like that. With three games left, and the team like in the midst of a of a chase for a potential division title. What they do fight? I, I don't know. I haven't read the details of it. I just saw it. And they literally mm-hmm. they removed the nameplates from the from the locker room. I got I got I got to hit up Stephen Holder. Find find out what the ju- what the juicy gossip is. My good friend Stephen, good dude. Yeah. OG uh, Highway, love OG. If we're in our Super Bowl window, how long can we stay in the window? And who's ultimately responsible for keeping us in this window? Mm. You want to go, or you want me to go? This is good. <laughs> you go. You first. Um, only one person responsible for keeping you in your Super Bowl window, and his name is Brandon Shore. Um, interesting answer. Woo! It's gonna be a lot of bills. It's gonna be a lot of bills. A lot of big fat checks. Steve Ross is gonna have to write. Um, he's already selling the percentage of the franchise, preparing himself to write those big fat checks. Steve is never going to cry poor and he's never going to not do what it takes financially to win. Okay. But they got to get real damn creative Mm -hmm. when it comes to these contracts and making things financially work and fitting it in and wedging in deals and retaining players and restructuring Jalen and, Here's 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 the checklist of things that I think are probably going to have to happen. You're going to cut Agba. That's a layup. You're probably going to cut or shake down Jerome Baker. You're probably going to try to shake down and 
attempt to force, but ultimately have to cut Xavier Howard because Xavier ain't letting you trade him and he ain't letting you shake him down. Um, so it, players will demand to be free agents, just like Brent Grimes when they tried to trade him to the Arizona Cardinals. And Miko basically said, F y'all, we not reporting. Release us. If the Cardinals want us, they could bid for us when we're a free agent. Except and you have to have the you have to have the juice and be in a situation to demand that. I mean, is, is X really gonna absolutely X is absolutely X is why is he not in a situation to demand that? You're not gonna trade a player without guaranteed money and think he's gonna show up just because you feel like it. And then he doesn't get paid. Oh, oh. <laughs> so that's the thing. Is he will because Brent obviously was willing, or or they made it seem like they were willing to be like, okay, fine, I won't play anymore. Yeah, that's their only card. No player, you're not you're not trading for a player who's. If you want to trade a player, okay, without any guaranteed money, you're going to have to revisit that contract and put more guaranteed money on it. For me to be happy about this, you have to. You're not trading a player willy nilly, with unless there there isn't any unless there's guaranteed money on the contract. Except technically, if he's under contract, if he doesn't report, then he forfeits them whatever money he had coming to him. Oh well, okay. Th th you you were already going to cut the contract anyway. Like they want you to release me, release me, okay. put me on the market, let me do my dirty work, okay. and. So, yeah, go go on. We're we're getting sidetracked here. Go on with other okay. other moves. Um, no, 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 and that just gets you to baseline. That doesn't even address Christian Wilkins or re-signing players or that or um addressing what you're going to do with the offensive line. You're still got missing pieces. Obviously, Connor Williams is a lot cheaper now. Um, you know, that doesn't even address enhancing or improving your roster. It doesn't address extending Javon Holland because he's going to be making pennies on a dollar and he's probably not going to show up or report to camp on his current, current contract. That doesn't address, you, you don't really have to worry about Jalen Waddle and, and, and Jalen Phillips yet, but you got to restructure Ramsey. You're probably going to have to restructure Sealer. You're probably going to have to restructure or, or actually revisit Teron's contract, um, which is guaranteed for next season, by the way. But maybe if you revisit it and make it favorable for him, you could lower the cap number, guarantee him more money if he wants to continue to play. You're probably going to have to revisit Raheem's contract. So Brandon Short is – and it's going to take a, whole, a Herculean effort and a lot of check writing. Correct, but they have a guy who's willing to write the checks. And, and so you don't think – see, to me it's like, yeah, it's going to take a lot of gymnastics to get it done but I'm of the opinion that he's going to get it done where, where the bulk of the major pieces for this team are going to remain. So, and my answer, I hate to single out, I don't want to sing necessarily single out one player, uh, but you know, damn well, see, because to me, like, for example, offensively, I have said the one player who makes the Dolphin offense special is Tyreek. Yeah, he, and he's gonna Tyreek's gonna restructure too. By the way, I forgot to include him. No, correct. And, on and, and, and he's gonna he's gonna remain the number one highest paid player and in wide receiver, and then get a big fat check, and then give you some cap relief. Okay, and on defense, I mean they have like 
couple of guys. I, 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 there's not anybody like what? Jalen Ramsey, Christian Wilkins. Okay, Jalen, but you already got Jalen. He's on the contract. You're, uh, you're, what are you that talking was, about? Dude, I'm not talking about. I, I, I'm away from your, from your, your answer of the most important person being Brandon Shore because I am of the opinion that he's going to get the job done in terms of keeping enough of the main pieces to continue the, the Super Bowl window, for example. So I'm trying to give a different answer than Brandon Shore. Okay. So um, important. Well, this is what this is what I'm trying to say. That, like again, to me, to me, the the, the guys who like stand out, the one who makes the offense special is Tyreek Hill. Right now, the two who are making the defense special, the defense special, I think right now would be Christian Wilkins and and Jalen Ramsey. Okay. Um, which and- is why which is why I've answered like in mailbags or on Twitter. To me, it, there's zero way the Dolphins let Christian walk. No, nah, you just slap. will do whatever. Back. I mean, the guy is like, yeah. I mean, he's taking it to a different. To we, a different we had a conversation in the media room, and it really just like blew my mind. Somebody said that Christian's more impactful than Sue was in his prime, and I was like, without question. I'm like, damn, is Christian really outperforming in and Sue when he came here as the highest paid defensive player in the NFL? And I'm like, yeah, he is. So why wouldn't you give Christian the exact same deal that Indomitian Sue got? Because it Which ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. Six for one ten. You think Christian's taking that? Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Well, sign him up. Sign him up tomorrow. Then do it tomorrow. Um. Let me. Let me. Let me just double check. No, I, that's not twenty mil a year. Uh it was like nineteen. It was pretty damn close when Sue was making. Correct. I said it wasn't 20. 19 is not 20. Oh, damn. I forgot. Uh, okay. It is what it is. Christian Christian's going to be all right, no matter what. He's going to get the franchise tag, and they're going to figure it out, and they're going to make it work. That, like, that, that he will – I mean, I I'm I have no doubt in my mind he's going to get the franchise tag, and they'll figure it out. Yeah, no, I, I and this is why I, I think I think the Dolphins. I'm not I'm not necessarily concerned. They what they're going to do is they're going to lose depth pieces. Is that that to me is what's going to happen? I don't think your major player, your major nucleus guys, are going to go anywhere. That's my very mm-hmm. humble opinion. Okay. Uh, although X could be an exception if it if it becomes a dicey contract mm-hmm. situation. Sean, um, how are you, Sean? Happy holidays, thanks, sir. Bold prediction. Yeah, Wilkins, well, I'm sorry. Quinn Williams got four for ninety six, and really in sixty six guaranteed. Um. The, his real deal is only three years. I've broken down every single one of these deals. His real, okay. his real deal. He'll see four years, but his real deal is only, only, only is is only three years. Um, Jeffrey Simmons four for ninety four. Um, as long as I think with Christian, as long as you as long as you beat the the Quentin Williams deal, you're good. You're great. It's great for him. Okay, that's more than twenty million. And, and at this point, yeah, four for ninety six. I mean, if I'm if I'm Wilkins, I want a hundred now. I, I want Chubb's deal now because I'm more impactful than Chubb. So, oh, without question, completely agree. So, so he, he, you know, he's he's got the leverage at this point. You've given him the leverage. Yep. I mean, you, are you willing to argue that Christian doesn't have the leverage? Not willing to argue that. I'm willing to argue a lot of things. That that I can't. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to argue that we should move on to our tards. Christian is going to get the tag, I, and then and then fans will think that the team has the leverage, and Christian's going to be like, "No, I have the leverage. I still have the leverage." You disagree? What's he going to do if they put him on the tag? Play the tag out, and then become a free agent next year because okay. they're not going to tag you two, two two years straight. Okay, and then they revisit us next week, and if you know, and then if Christian balls out like this again next year, then you break the piggy bank for him. And then it becomes, it's going to become, do you trust that Christian's going to want to stay here with his buddy Salt uh, enough to where he's going to overlook the fact that you kind of dissed him? And that, and ultimately, you know, you know damn well that money's going to talk. So if, if they make him play on the franchise tag next year, he balls out and then they make it right for him financially the following offseason, chances are he may very well forgive and forget. Okay, thank you. Can we move on to Sean, please? Sean, yeah. thank you. Happy holidays, bowl prediction. Dolphins go 3-0. Need week 18 to keep number one seed, Chiefs on tail, and beating Bills knock them out of playoffs. Damn. Question for you. Talk about dreams. The Dolphins go 3-0. Yes. Anyway, they don't get the number one seed? They, they, they don't need to be. Correct. No, no. They go 3-0, they get the number one seed. Because okay. they would be 13-4. and four. The only thing that also could be 13-4 and four would be Baltimore, but the Dolphins would have beaten them head-to-head. If you lose, if you lose one game, then KC becomes a problem because they have five losses and they get every tiebreaker. I ain't worried about that. Let's go three and zero. Okay, sold. Tom sold. We agree. Look, it, you you know what's at stake. If if you don't go three and zero, you're not getting the number one seed, and ultimately you gotta win two to get the number two seed. Number two seed's always been my realistic goal. You know, I li- I don't live in fantasy land, um, but worst case scenario, which I'm always prepared for, is it comes down to the season finale against Buffalo and you let them win the division and then you have to back into the playoffs and then you'll play Buffalo in the first round. And then let me point out the other scenario, the Dolphins can get the number one seed at 12 and five. Mm-hmm. If the loss, if their one loss remaining, their one remaining loss is not against Baltimore. And mm-hmm. if the chiefs lose one of their final three games against Las Vegas tomorrow, sorry, Las Vegas on Monday against the Bengals at home on New Year's Eve or at the Chargers in the season finale. Yeah, that's happening. I mean, Cincinnati's played tough even without Joe Burrow, but still, I, I kind of get the feeling Casey's going to wind up 12 and 5 because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Where are we at, questions wise? Um, that's a puzzled look on your face. No, no, we, we, we got some more here. Right, let me. Um, I, I do want to acknowledge one person, JC Norville. Thank you for your contribution. Best Dolphins info in the business. We love you too, JT, uh, JC. Um, Poupard, I've followed you since Dolphins Digest. Look at that. A man giving you your props. I like it. I appreciate it, JC. Uh, Omar, since you <clears throat> covered the Dolphins and my first Twitter follow in, ni- in 2009. When we didn't know what we were doing, we did not know what we were doing. I, I have I ever told you a story about how I got on Twitter. No, go go, go for it. Okay, it, it's a good story. Um, literally, me, Ethan Skolnick, who you guys know from Five Reasons, uh, I believe Dave Hyde, Ira Winderman, we were summoned into the Sun Sentinel offices for these big wig marketing meetings, gurus, blah, 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 blah. You know, muckety mucks that travel from company to company 
um, within within the Tribune chain or and and you know you know when you want when you run a big corporation there's these big marketing firms that are brought in as consultants and they're paid ten thousand dollars to come in and tell you how to do your job better so these guys were hired by the Tribune to convince us Twitter is the future it's going to run the industry we need you to be a pioneer. We need you to get on it. We need you to do it. We need you to learn it. We need you to teach it to your audience because it will take over media. At the time, only people using Twitter were soccer moms. What they were using it for, I have absolutely no idea. Um, to tell each other when, what, what to bring for soccer practice. like And so, and then they, they literally sat there with us, created our accounts. <clears throat> Told, forced us to put on our blogs a video teaching people what Twitter is and why it's beneficial for you, and then basically handed it to us on our phones and said, okay, guys, just figure it out. And that's literally what we did. And 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 that was the Twitter wild, wild west back then. And look um, at you now. Yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah, Twitter. Twitter's been good to me. I, I like Twitter better than all. You know, in all different mediums have different things. Like uh, Twitter is Facebook. I I don't like Facebook. No offense to those who do like yeah. Facebook. It's mainly for old people and and people trying to. Ouch. Yeah, people. Yeah. People. Can you take out the knife? Uh, yeah. Wow. It, it, it's it's like for old people trying to hook up with their high school flames, like. Um, I, Instagram is just for girls to send thirst traps and just absolutely just whore themselves out, um, and for men to lust after them. Um, Twitter actually serves its purpose, which is the dissemination of information. And since Elon took it over, it's also got a huge porn element to it too, which people you're like porn is on twitter what yeah you you clearly have never gone to the uh for you aspect of your twitter which is well for me i says i'm not a tiktok and instagram person for me omar i actually i'm on facebook where i would i actually put a look used to post my stories uh, on there i have stopped doing that because by now I figure people know where to find us it's it's a very good tool for me why stay in touch with family folk okay yes uh up north who are who are not twitter people so like the life developments and stuff like that that's how i i kind of that's how you find out people had a baby and stuff like that see i use that i use that instagram for that see so, and then to me I, instagram is like i don't like instagram to it, facebook is just like the dark hole if i go on facebook i'm i'm down a rabbit hole for an hour it's it's just it's it's like oh my god this person's from high school and this person you know I, I, I can't and not for me and also these days now I, I there's a whole bunch of far side comics that I, that have cracked me up every single day so um I I'm gonna try not to, it's the holiday season so I'm gonna be as polite as I can here uh, I got game New Jersey Chubb just got AFC Defensive Player of the Week did Christian ever do that again Happy holidays I got game New Jersey but my lord is that a bad take. If you've watched every game from the Dolphins this year, and you can tell me with a straight face that Chubb has been as consistent, as productive. as Put Christian. it in the chat, people. Who's yeah, more productive? 
more power to you. Yeah, put it in the chat. Chubb has Chubb has gotten hot for maybe three games this season. Christian has been hot every game. He's played well. The other one's been like an impact elite, elite. I'm going to use that word for Christian Wilkins. He has been elite this year. Damn. Lewis Collins, Merry Christmas, gentlemen, Omar. Whatever happened to the security guard who was the big Dolphin fan that you used to post on Twitter? I don't work for the Sun Sentinel anymore. Um, I've been meaning to check. He's still, I think he's still there. He, he, he um, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I remember those posts. They became pretty viral and I, I, I like them too. Um, it, I, I love that um, the Dolphins, I can't remember his name now, but um, the Dolphins actually gave me like a whole bunch of guard, a whole bunch of paraphernalia for him. And, and I, and, and gifted, like they loved it too. They, they loved him. And, it, and the reason I did it, it was because it chronicled just the casual fan. And, you know, we, everybody, we're, we're, we're supposedly experts and you guys love your team, but he was just a casual fan. So watching the Dolphins on, 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 on Sunday was his enjoyment, his release and man, were they sucking that season. And he was, and I kept telling, had to tell him this is for a cause, man. This is for a cause. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was, no, it was, it was, uh, yeah, 19, it was 2019. Oh, okay, okay. oh yeah, it, no, was, no. it was a tank for two a year. Yeah. And I had to introduce him to Tua and he learned Tua was special. And then, you know, then Tua got hurt and he was like, what are we going to do? And I was like, it, 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 I did it every single week. And, you know, Cliff, Cliff was his name. Cliff. So there, so there were the Cliff notes. <laughs> Thank you. No. You are in the next three games a referendum on McDaniel's abilities as much as they are Tua. Nope. Really? Nope. They're going to win and lose based on their team performance and how they play as a team. Um, McDaniel is already playing with one hand tied behind his back. And also, because of the injuries? Uh, your offensive line and Tyreek Hill, that's not one hand tied. That might be two hands tied behind he your might, back. He might play tomorrow. And again, he, it, might, he play might play tomorrow. at 70%. Did you, did you, or did you not, my friend, at one point say something along the lines of, I don't He's want to hear with me? Every team. Sorry. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm I got you with me? Every team has to deal with those. You're right. Okay. But every team doesn't have to play without Tyreek Hill at the most critical point of the season. And, yes, every team has to play with an injury-decimated offensive line. But an injury-decimated offensive line with every offensive lineman hurt? Like, I know, I know, I know the Jets oh, I, have gone through it. Yeah, I can go got you again here, but I'm not going to. I, the holiday go, season. go for it. Go for it. The Poupard fans would love it. Did you, not, it. did you not say at this time of the year there's nobody who's not hurt? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. But I, I'm playing with an injured left tackle. Uh, injured, I mean, injured, uh, he's not injured. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Lester Cotton, the backup, be fine. An injured center. An injured right guard, because you know Robert Jones is injured. He's he, Robert Jones lives with a limp. Um, Austin Jackson, an injured right tackle, an injured swingman backup, a center who's been here for all of four practices, um, and and Keon Smith. 
Like <laughs> about Keon Smith. Huh? Yeah, and Keon. No, and no disrespect to Keon Smith. No, no, no. It doesn't sound like there's any there. No, um, no, 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 no. I'm not disrespect. Keon. Um, um. Teron Armstead said Keon is his son. He is. He is my oldest son. I. I am grooming him. He's good. So, hey. Keon might have to play at at some point. Absolutely. Keon might have to play. Absolutely. Um, so no, my answer would be taking the wimpy way out, and let's see how the games play out. It depends how the game play the games play out. Um, I, I think at this point it would have to go massively south with being out schemed clearly to the visible eye the next three weeks for anybody to be able to have any doubt about what Mike McDaniel is as a coach, considering what he's done already so far since arriving in Miami. So, so yeah, not sure. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a black and white issue of yes, these three games are referendum. Uh, no, it's not. Diedrich. Thanks, sir. Two after 1 PM scares me. The game is at 425 and it's a big game. Two things Tua doesn't do well. I can only remember playing him can remember him playing big late week one. Uh, how many late games have they had? If you were talking on the primetime games, he was perfectly fine, solid in week two at New England. The Sunday night game against the Eagles was semi-shaky and it was the recent night game they had. Tennessee um, didn't play great, but they were really tough circumstances with Connor Williams leaving the game in the middle or early in the first quarter. So yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not buying the premise, to be very honest with you. Um don't think the time of game really matters. But da, da, da. Yeah, let's see. Oh yeah, Jeff, thank you for pointing that out. Over eight hundred in the chat, only 115 likes. That hurts. That hurts, especially in the holiday season like this. Uh, Dana Christian Wilkins actually started the season off slow because he held out. Yeah. The first two weeks, maybe three. Okay. So he's been, he's been completely balling for the past 11 games. I, I, that one, that one's not debatable gang. Christian Wilkins has been an absolute bear and Zach Sealer has had a great, fabulous season and he's going to, it's going to get lost because Wilkins next to him has been like next level. Um, Whoa, and uh, Pete's takes Dan Quinn isn't going to fall for the eye candy stuff. Cowboys clearly going to beat us. I'd say 38 13, to be honest. We need plan B, like Aronde Gatson said ASAP. Wow, harsh. Um, wow, this one hurts here. Bro, talk you guys are filibustering like Mike. So it's a funny joke, but how that that hurts. Uh, negative Nelly Omar Kelly. Okay. I thought I was a negative one. Uh, maybe we're both negative. As I am scrolling down here, uh, Mateo, thank you very much. Merry Christmas present charges over bills. Yeah. Wouldn't hold my breath with Easton stick playing quarterback, but yeah, never know. As, uh, Herm, uh, Herm Edwards once said, that's why you play the game. I was just put, I just put up a, uh, a comment, Omar, saying for a Merry Christmas present. Come here. Chargers over Bills. Oh, say hello. Hello. 
Hi, Mila. Say hi. Hi, Poop. Hi, Poop. <laughs> All right. Um, what do we got from a question standpoint? Yep, I'm looking here. I'm going to glance very quickly. Those are the actual questions as opposed to comments. Um, I just made the points. Chargers beating the Bills. Mm, probably not happening. No, one, can, one can hope, but the Chargers are, are completely hot mess. Oh, and by the way, since somebody whoop, somebody asked, um, Sebastian Joseph Tay, somebody asked in a mailbag that was posted today on alldolphins.com, which includes an answer, which I encourage you to check out, dealing with the a Tua-related myth that needed that I wanted to, to touch on. I'm sure you guys will read it and go, that's right, you're absolutely, you're spitting facts. What um, is the Tua-related myth? I'm sorry? What is the Tua-related oh, myth? Oh, we want to discuss it here? Sure, yeah, go for it. Okay, I answered this question from James first, and I'll go into it. Um, I grew up a Dolphins fan. Um, I'm a South Florida native. I love my South Florida team. I grew up at Miami Hurricanes, Miami Dolphins, uh, Miami Heat, primarily the Miami Heat and Miami Hurricanes first. Dolphins probably were third. So, okay, so we we want to go there. What 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 is this myth? Tell me tell me the myth. The myth is Dolphins fell apart because two were was out of the lineup last year. That's the myth. Now, do you want the evidence? Here's the evidence. So this was an answer to a question asking, would Dak Prescott have the same level of success in this Dolphin offense? And, okay, the the two a myth last year, and, and national talking heads who should know better, who should do their research, immediately go to the quick, easy stats. And, by the way, I encourage somebody, look at the tweet last week from Chris Long from his interview with Kevin, Kevin Clark of Omaha Production, excellent journalist. Uh, Kevin Clark is with Omaha Productions? Yes, he is. You he know asked, Kevin Clark was my protege, right? Yeah, no, Kevin Clark is very, very, very good. I uh, know he's, he's become a star. He's well-trained by me. There you go. Well, <laughs> like, like, you how I didn't know Kevin Clark, Clark was it. Oh, yeah, no, he's big time. Okay, so Chris, he asked Chris Long his biggest gripe with the, with the media, and he said basically it's stats without context. And if you've been following this podcast long enough, how many times have I used that phrase? So I was like, preach, brother Chris. Um, so the point, the Tua myth, the, the, which is, and again, I'm going to preface this as I have to every single time. Tua's having an MVP-type season. He's become a very good quarterback. He's a perfect fit for the offense. The offense is a perfect fit for his skill set. All that said, this notion that the Dolphins fell apart last year because he was out is garbage. And here, and I'm going to tell you my evidence. And by all means, you guys can chime in, in the comments. The Dolphins were one and three without Tua in the game last year. Correct? Yeah. Right, okay. Omar, what did Mike White say was the hardest thing to do? I'm going to preface this like this. The hardest thing to do in football. Step in there and come and and immediately get get play when you're no practice. Okay. Evidence exhibit A. In the in the three losses, the Dolphins had a injury related mid game quarterback change. Mm -hmm. Against the Jet, Bridgewater went out. Against the Vikings, Skyler went out. Against New England, Teddy Bridgewater went out. The one game where there was no quarterback change, lo and behold, the Dolphins won that game. They beat the Jets. However ugly it was, it was 11-6, to six, but they won. Exhibit B, in those four games to within play, the defense did not create one single solitary turnover. 
-hmm. Zero. Don't think that doesn't make a difference. And they were on fume from injuries. Yes. Exhibit C. Okay. Who was by far the one player on offense last year who you could not lose? Last year, not this year. This year. Last year, wasn't Teron Armstead? Okay. Was he close? Was Teron close? Yeah. I mean, Teron was number two. Yeah. Okay. Teron Armstead played half the game, excuse me, half the first quarter against the Jets. Didn't play against the Vikings. Didn't didn't play against the Patriots. Didn't play against the Jets in the season finale. Exhibit D. For those who are so quick to dump on Teddy Bridgewater and what a garbage quarterback he did and why you could clearly see major drop-off. You know that's, in that camp. No, no, I know, I know that. This is, this is for fans. Again, and dude, they, that comment is out there, and you know it's out there, despite the fact it was a very small sample size, correct? Well, mm-hmm. if it's such a smart, smart sample size, I'm going to use that smart, that short sample size to throw out some stats at you. Teddy Bridgewater played 128 minutes and 40 seconds of game time, actual game time, which if you do the math, 60 games – 60 minutes per game is a little more, slightly more than two games. During that time, he threw for 683 yards. That projects over a 17-game season to 5,414 yards. For those who say Tyreek Hill, you know, wouldn't produce without Tua, with Teddy Bridgewater as his quarterback. Is this evidence E? Yes, I'm exhibit E. Exhibit E. Jesus. Tyreek in the games, strictly from Teddy Bridgewater, 18 catches, 309 yards. In the amount of game time, projects over 17 games, 142 catches, 2,443 yards. So, again. Are we on exhibit F now? No. In conclusion, my final, this is my final argument. No, Teddy Bridgewater is not as good as Tua. What I said last year on another show was – I did not believe the idea that there would be a dramatic drop-off from Tua to Tyreek with the numbers and the evidence I have just presented. I now rest my case. I let the jury decide. I, I one, I, I acquit. Quit. <laughs> like at one, I, quit. I, I, I would, I would have never, I would have never made your jury pool because I would have, I don't agree with the premise that you're, you're arguing against. So they would have thrown me out anyway. Um, yeah, I don't think the Dolphins flatlined last year only because they didn't have Tua. Now they didn't have Tua and Teddy. You know, eh. no, and and this is goes to the other point in the playoff game. The offense was a hot mess, yeah. And they they lost only 34 31 because guess what? They got three takeaways on defense plus a 50 yard punt return. That those things make a difference, and it was it wasn't strictly two was out dolphin suck. I'm, yeah, I I would have never said two was out dolphin suck. I I would say the offensive line issues compounded and got worse in that stretch and the defense wasn't playing with any kind of consistency or chemistry in that stretch. And you didn't have good enough quarterback play in that stretch. Okay. It, you know, that's, that's not all Tua. And and I think offenses, I mean, defenses caught up to Mike McDaniel and what he was doing and he didn't evolve enough. Yeah, but no, but that speaks to the end of the season slide with with two at quarterback. My my whole premise was that this notion that again, uh, 
the offense completely falls apart with a, with a, with a Tua. I, I, I'm not on board with that. Sorry. And then that makes me Tua hater, such as like, and I'll give you another one. If you, if I really wanted to be a smart ass, who me never, uh, if I really wanted to go there, you do realize Mike White has a higher passer rating than two of the season. Don't do that. All right. Don't do that. Don't do that. No. Okay. I take it back. You, take You're going to hit the hornet's nest and you don't yeah, want never mind. <laughs> you, you, you don't, you don't want it. So don't, don't do it. Um, you know, I'm, I, you know what? I'm going to, uh, you, 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 you want your case. Don't have it thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> the verdict overturned. Yeah, don't, don't have the verdict overturned. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 yeah. Is Claypool not allowed to play in the red zone? Listen not allowed here. to play anywhere, apparently. He played. He played. They pulled out some two-play Claypool plays. Like, it is what it is. Um, play time is determined by practice performances, guys. Mike McDaniels clarified that. And Mike McDaniel flat out said Cedric Wilson had been outperforming Claypool in practice. What more? What more needs to be said? And there are guys who are simply not good practice players, and and that's in every sport, and that happens. That's yeah. true. Cameron no, Wake. Uh, Cameron Wake. I will argue till the day I die. Cameron Wake is not a good practice performer. Uh, yeah, but he gets real violent in, in a game. Noel says I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah, okay. you are. You are a glutton for punishment. You, 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 you won your case. You did it respectfully. The defense rests. Then the defense got up and said, "F you." <laughs> oh no, 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 no! It wasn't that harsh. It was just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I felt like being a smartass. Uh, why? Why do? Not the first time. Not going to be the last time. Um. This yeah, this gentleman Tyler. Oh, I'm sorry. Tyler. No, we have a super sticker from. Let me put it back here. Super sticker. Thank you very much. Okay, go ahead, put yours. I said Tyler asked, "Why don't I work at the Sun Sentinel anymore?" I left the Sun Sentinel to go work with I am athlete. Worked with a narcissist, crazy person who basically ran his company into the ground. Ran a company that made millions, and when I say millions of dollars, into the ground. He ran company that was a pioneer of the podcast game completely into the ground to the point where it doesn't exist anymore. Um, congratulations to the pivot, the guys who are smart enough to actually leave him and, and realizing that he was crazy. I was hired to rescue him and save him. Then I realized there was no saving him from himself. Um, lesson learned, do not work for crazy people and narcissists. Um, and then when I got back in the game. Poupard told me he loved me and wanted to make me his baby. He wanted to be my baby daddy. He want, And I was just like, all right, let's have a baby. So we're here. <laughs> that's funny. That, that's, that's genuinely funny. Um, no, it's exactly how it happened, though. But that, that, the way, the way you, did, you, you told the story was, was great. <laughs> but here we are. That's the bottom line. Here we are. All right. Uh, St. Eddie McDaniel said that he scripts the first. Oh, Eddie, you know, come on. You, we doing this? Okay, Eddie. All right. All right. And if you did not watch that, and I'm going to encourage Poupard to cut that whole thing up off the Dolphins website and put that on our All Dolphins channel where McDaniel basically explained in detail how he creates his game plan and how he thinks in the process. I have never heard a coach explain it and be so detailed before but anyway let's answer the question um even just his thought process on on 
three variables of plays to call. And this one, I'm going for this. And this one, I'm going for this. And this one, I'm going for this on each play. Like, it was it was phenomenal. Um, McDaniel said he scripts the first 24 offense off, off offensive plays each game. Do you think that Fangio also scripts plays or is a defense a more of a reaction in terms of play play calls? Defense is absolutely more of a reaction in terms of play calls. They have a package of blitzes that they work with. They have packages that they work with in short yardage situations. Um, but basically, it's determined by the personnel that comes onto the field each, 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 each play. And you do have a game plan of how you want to play people, how you want to attack people, how you want to attack a quarterback, how you want to play from a coverage standpoint, um, how you want to pressure. Like you, you might, if you're looking at, let's give you an example. If you're looking at the Dolphins, any defensive coordinator who looks at the Dolphins and doesn't say, I'm going to attack Liam Eikenberg and I'm going to put a nose right over him and try to collapse him all game, they're an idiot. So you have to attack what an opponent's weaknesses is and what their, their, their soft areas are. And Mike McDaniel does the exact same thing offensively. He will attack the weak link on the defense. And he will attack a player's tendency. That's how when you watch that hard knocks, when Mike McDaniel's like, yeah, this is going to be, this is 60. This is a one play. This is a one play shot right here. We're scoring right now. And he was completely arrogant about it. It's because they had built something. They had set it up. And and the Jets, he knew the, the Jets defensive coordinator. He knew the, 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 the caliber of the player. He knew what he'd call in that situation. And they had a play exactly to attack what he called in that situation. All Tua had to do, all Wada had to do was get open, and all Tua had to do was throw it accurately. And if he did, it was 60. And he called it, and it, it, he delivered. Um, but so that's – defenses, they, they can't go into a game with a, a, a script of plays. They'll, they'll have blitzes that they've worked on all week, and that's about it. Complete, like, yeah, that's what you said. It's completely dependent on, on – the on the personnel groupings the other team comes out with. Uh, good buddy, David Triana uh, relays that Michael Gelkin of, I believe he works for the Athletic, reported that Tyron Smith is out for tomorrow. And not surprised, he was listed as doubtful with a back injury. And when you have that combination and their backup, I just looked is uh, uh, Chuma Idoga, uh, who's got some starting experience. So, uh, and he'll be going up against Bradley Chubb. Uh, Zach Martin looked like he was on track to play. He's obviously a very good offensive lineman. So, um, again, not just the Dolphins who are dealing with offensive line. Yeah, yeah. Every, every, just about every team is dealing with all, except for the 49ers right now. And they had it last year in, in the playoffs. So it's three games to go. You never know. You never know. Offensive line, it's a survival sport, man. That is true. Uh, Oh, Sheba, when did Tua carry the team? He's never carried the team. Hope that addresses that. Um, uh, sorry, uh, we're, we're trying to find questions. Um, correct, exactly. I mean, and there are a, lot, a whole bunch of comments, which I'm certainly not. Where's Claypool in the red zone? <laughs> uh, that's funny here. <laughs> Listen. Oh, oh, okay. You got one. <laughs> what does the baby look like? I'm still carrying it. Come on. The baby come <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's only been like, what, nine months? Like, oh, We went to work fast. Sorry. 
Oh, um, <laughs> that was funny. Um, Isaiah Wynn. Poop. Isaiah Wynn coming back. Oh, my Lord. You guys let that, let, let that one go. Not happening. Dude, I, I see Jerome Baker after practice every single day doing his rehab assignment, working his way back. Trust me, it's Jerome Baker who's going to be back. Isaiah Wynn was never coming back. Um, guys, if we 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 on okay, I want to say don't like consistently repeat things if you said them. We generally will go through it and look at it and address it, and we have addressed where's Claypool in the red zone. So, John, you don't have to say it 10 times because it makes it harder for me to find other things. Where is Claypool in the red zone? Claypool is not outperforming the guys that are playing. He is not outperforming River Craycraft. And if that's – maybe it's because he doesn't know the offense, whatever. This this team don't care. You practice well, you play. Like, they don't care. So, you okay. you know what you have to do. Uh, fins up 126. Anything in that bottle, Pupar? No, Pupar. I'm, drinking a, I'm drinking a bottle full of air. Yes, it's water, actually. And by the way, in the glass I had here, that was iced coffee. So, uh, mm. and, and if you really want to know, I was at worst ever with an occasional wine drink, red wine drinker. Uh, so no, if you find my take, my takes to sound like I'm completely smashed out of my mind, that's why I say what I say. I don't have that excuse. Sorry. Yeah, and I don't really don't drink. I'm a social drinker, but I don't I don't like to drink. I'll drink in social situations. Um, but yeah, it gives um, alcohol gives me a migraine. Um what about bracketing lamb? What happened? I'll finish your question. What about bracketing lamb? If he goes in the slot against Cater, that's another opportunity possibility without question. I'd still and that may be what they wind up doing. It's a good question, Stephen. Um you know Vic's going to come up with a plan. It's not like he's – it's a great mystery that C.D. Lamb's the guy that Dak Prescott's going to look to um, for most of the time. And we're going to be – if you have, like, really pertinent questions, go for it. When Omar comes back, we're going to be on the verge of wrapping this up. Um, we've been going at it now for looks like about almost an hour and a half, which is a pretty good amount of time, and I'm looking for, like – Specific questions, not comments. Um, when is the last time Armstead wasn't on a weekly injury report? Again, I'm going to go through my papers here very quickly because I have printed been out. on the injury report all season, so don't don't even bother. Every, every single week, right? Every single every single week. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he started the year on IR. So. Listen, it is what it is. Like, stop. Uh, you 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 want Teron Armstead at seventy percent is better than ninety percent of offensive linemen. So what? Like, I, I I really don't get that. They get the issue. Okay, this is a good question. Media's negative negativity of the Dolphins with the same narrative having beat it a an above five hundred team. What besides that is another reason to doubt? Can two quick points. Number one, it's not a narrative; it's a fact. The narrative would be they haven't beaten a, a team above five hundred, therefore they can't. That would be a narrative to say they haven't beaten a team with a 500 record. That's a fact. And is there, besides that, is there any other reason to doubt? No. There, there's no reason to doubt, but there's a great reason to continue to talk about the Dolphins and talk about them negatively. It draws ratings. It draws mm -hmm. eyeballs. It draws social media viral moments. That's that's why you get the talk. And Steve Ross loves it because he'd rather be talked about than be irrelevant. So 
you know, got to go with this one. Kyle, fun expos fact. First MLB team located outside the U.S. Pupar, do you recall the year? Kyle, if you, if you, if you know me, and obviously we, we don't, so nice to meet you, Kyle. I'm hardcore Expos fan. Saw the first game they ever played on television when I was young, but not young enough that I didn't realize what was going on. And the day I can even tell you the date, forget the year. I can tell you, I, off the top of my head, it was either April 8th or April 10th, 1969. The Dolphins won 11 10 at Chase Stadium. And trivia question the first home run ever hit by an Expos player by was a relief pitcher by the name of Dan McGinn. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, 1969 was the year. Uh, Merzenary. Merzenary. Oh, I like that. That's good. Does Tyreek reach, we reach 2,000 in y'all's view? Got to average like 154 playing on less than 100% of an ankle. I, I, I have a hard time seeing it. I, the, the dude's amazing and don't know that it's wise to put anything past him. But very hard time seeing it. Um, and that, even if the Dolphins, if the Dolphins like win their last three, wind up getting the top seed, and let's say Tyreek finishes with 1960, to me, I don't buy this notion that for him to be seriously considered for MVP, it's got to reach that 2,000 mark. Um, to me, the impact he has had not only with the numbers, but also what he does to opposing defenses and the space he creates to me would make him MVP worthy. And and I, and I get the Dolphins put up 30 points against the Jets without him. That was one game. Um, so, because you can counter that with the fact that the offense looked like crap against Tennessee without him. So um, the question is not, could the Dolphins ever have success without Tyreek in the lineup? They showed against the Jets. They could. Could they have consistent success or anything like they've had? That's debatable. Tyreek is not reaching 1,000 yards. I mean, 2,000 yards. Elliot, um, he's playing. He's probably out of concussion protocol today. No, he's um, out of concussion. He was full yesterday. He's out of concussion. No, he, Mike Daniel said he wasn't. That was before. Okay. All right. Oh. Uh, that was before practice. One or two more questions, uh, Omar. And that's yeah, right. I mean, We've been at it for an hour and a half. Yes. Why doesn't the team use a two tight end set? They use a two tight end set all the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. And they use a they use a two a fullback and a they use a two tight end or a fullback and a tight end more than every team in the NFL but the 49ers. Like they use it all the time. I like this question from Raphael. Will the Dolphins sign Cam Wake to retire as the Dolphins? They'd uh, love to if they could find him. Correct. And I, I don't think Cam's the type of guy who's into that sort of thing. Uh, he should be in the Dolphin honor roll. He, they, he should retire as a Dolphin. Cam has fallen off the face of the earth. Yep. And and he he likes it and wants it that way. Correct. Okay, Omar, I think we're going to wrap this up. I have some presents to go wrap, to go gift wrapped. All right. Uh, um, hold on. True Fin fan. Omar, so the cap exists? No, no, the, 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 no, the cap doesn't exist. It's monopoly money. What, what happens is if the cap did exist, Steve Ross wouldn't be able to play this shell game and buy players on Hudat coins and continue this dog and pony charade. Let me give you a perfect example. The newer, okay, we're, we're almost done. 
The New Orleans Saints, we talk about who that coins all the time. The New Orleans Saints every year is annually a ridiculous amount of money over the cap. They're $87 million over the projected cap for next year. Somehow, some way, somehow, some way, they always find a way to get where they need to be. And then they do it all over again. It's not real. Like, you just, your owners just got to be able to write really big fat checks. And Steve Ross is willing to do that. How long? We'll see. Okay, last one. All right. Jeremy, thank you, Jeremy. Great job, gents. Love the show. Hey, Omar. Go ahead. Loved your comments, Doug, about supporting him as he goes through a tough season. How did he respond? He he thanked me for noticing, and he admitted that it was it's been hard, and you know he knows he could still play, and he'll get his opportunity. And right now he's enjoying winning, and he's enjoying his teammates and being there for his teammates. So he's just enjoying the ride, and. That's all you could do in certain situations and and keep cashing your check. So it make it makes it makes it a lot less painful. Yeah, I'm sure the pain numbs just a little bit when that direct deposit hits on Tuesday. Yep. <laughs> just a little bit. When that seven hundred and something thousand dollars he gets per game hits on Tuesday, I'm sure the pain just numbs just just a tiny bit. So but it, it it it's it's you know I I recognize the players who it's been it's been hard on so all right folks we appreciate your time we appreciate you coming and joining us thank you for watching it I would encourage you to check out the behind enemy lines with with, with Clarence Hill um and check out our latest episode and we will be back tomorrow um. What time after the game? Right after the game. Right after the game. You want it right after the game? Yeah, it's, it's Christmas Eve, right after the game. Oh, I forgot. Oh, damn. Okay, right after the game. Absolutely. No question. Uh, all right. Don't we'll put down all also to read it. Damn it. Oh, see, you got to come back. There you go, alldolphins.com, where you can read everything for free, no paywall, no subscription required. Um, don't even believe they ask you for your email address. No. So we, we, we just have nothing but stories. How many stories up today, Papart? Yeah, today's a slow day because it's it's kind of the holiday and it's a weekend. So What's it's a slow day. Three Four so far. Three so far, and there'll be one more. All right. See, look at that. Look at that. All right, folks. We appreciate your time. Thank you for coming. Thank you for watching. We will see you tomorrow immediately after the game, as Poupart has demanded. Mm-hmm. I. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.